Hello, everyone, and welcome to One Couture Poor Podcast, episode 80. I'm Benjamin Yoder, here to talk to you today about, I guess, mainly video games I've been playing. I was going around the news this week and didn't really see anything worth talking about. There's like the OutRun Sega Ages release, which OutRun's a great game. I, I played the 3DS re-release that uh, M2 did a good while ago. That was that was an interesting version because it actually added like uh, upgradable cars and stuff that you could get. That was that was interesting because um, it, it makes the game easier, but for a game like that where you just kind of want to see it and then kind of be done with it, <laughs> or at least it, for, for how I want to approach the game, you know, see it be done with it. Um, I, I, I was, I was pretty happy with that version of the port. Um, but yeah, I basically got like, like three or four different cars with different like speeds and turning and stuff like that. And, uh, occasionally I'll play outright in the arcade, but, uh, if I just want to like see all the content of a game, something like that is actually, is actually, uh, pretty nice. Um, which actually kind (laughs) of, kind of, uh, fits really well into, um, I guess how Mega Man 11 handles itself. So I guess we'll just lean into that. Um, Mega Man 11, I've been playing that this week, weekend, I guess, it's holiday weekend, it's Thanksgiving weekend, it's Thanksgiving, it's Christmas Eve, uh, it's a blue stinger thing, but, but anyways, um, in Me- Mega Man 11, uh, I've been playing that, I think I mentioned beforehand that I was gonna play it mainly because I'm doing that Mighty Number no. 9 video, and I wanted some, some knowledge of that game, um, and I'm almost done with all the Robot Masters, I think the only one I have left is Acid Man. Um, and that game is very, (laughs) very Mega Man, um, in terms of, it's pretty much those games, which, which, if you know me, is never, like, a, a thing that I want to feel when I'm playing games. If I'm just like, yep, this is pretty much that game. Um, I think what Mega Man 11 does really well, though, is that if you, um, are looking for accessibility options, even in, like, playing a normal, like, the normal game mode or whatever, um, there's a lot of upgrades you can apply to Mega Man that kind of make the game a lot easier, whether it be increased health drops, uh, that you can buy, like, uh, like, spike shoes to help on the ice level, um, there's, like, the ability to have an auto-charge, which I like a lot, because I pretty much hold down the charge button all the time, so it just gets rid of one less thing you have to manage with your thumb. Um, but overall, like, the game itself, very challenging, uh, it becomes a lot easier once you start getting those upgrades and start, uh, like, laying them on, it, it really does not take that many screws to, to purchase all the upgrades, like, the screws basically, uh, are, appear in the level or drop from the enemies, um, and there's also an item you can buy that increases screw drops, and then once you buy that, it's like, you're, you're rolling in, in screw currency to buy things with, um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's very forgiving in that regard guard and and once you like start slapping those upgrades on you can you can get through levels pretty easily uh i think the health drop one in particular is very very good for that since pretty much every other enemy drops drops a capsule of health so you're not like managing your health nearly as much but you do have to get there you have to you have to you do have to get those screws in the first place to you know get yourself you know powered up like that so i probably played about uh four levels or so with kind of basic basic uh upgrade items i basically bought the screw thing right away and then um went maybe like two levels or so so i i got enough money to buy the screw thing for in the first like couple levels and then i went two levels basically you know just getting out as many screws as i get while beating those levels um and so yeah so the, so now that i'm in the, the after i've kind of <laughs> bought out the store already without having to like farm or anything you just ended up with it um 
I'm, I'm kind of blowing through the levels pretty quickly, um, which I think is a good and a bad thing. You can turn most of the items off, if not all of them, um, which, you know, if you want to play the traditional Mega Man experience, you can you can just take that away um, and then just play the game normally as you would like an old school Mega Man. So you don't you're not forced into it once you start buying upgrades. But uh, I do kind of wish the upgrades were kind of I guess this is the problem that Mega Man has in general, where it's like they because you can select whatever level at the start. Um, you don't really know, or they don't really know what you're going to have for each part of the stage. So you're always kind of intended to be able to get through it without uh, any other item or any other weapon. Um, I think the bosses are, are, it is very beneficial to use certain skills on bosses. Uh, but I think the rest of the game is, it's pretty straightforward. Even if you just use the mega buster or something like that. Um, um, but it's Mega Man, and if you want, if you wanted Mega Man, uh, a I think you already bought Mega Man Eleven. <laughs> but if for some reason you're waiting for my opinion on it, uh, you know, if you want more Mega Man, it's it's good for that. I think it's a good one of those. Um, but I, I think I, you know, after playing, uh, I think I've played four of them at this point. Um, just playing another one, even years and years later, is like yeah. Yeah, it's this about right. I could I could live happily not ever playing this game, and it wouldn't matter too much. So uh, I would think I think my biggest hope with Mega Man Eleven was that the double gear system would change the game. Uh, there's like a uh, two gears you have like a speed gear and a power gear, and the power gear basically like enhances your shots, and then the 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 speed gear uh, basically slows down time. Um, and you know it's uh. I don't know the best way to put this. It's, uh, you could definitely see elements of the game where built around you using this speed gear, but it's not required. Um, I'm get, it, it's more of just like helping. I'd say it's another accessibility thing where it's like, it's helping you with more precise timings and stuff like that, with the speed gear. And then there's like, you know, you can use the speed gear to slow down bosses and their attacks. So you can, you can really like dodge stuff more, more, uh, on the fly versus like having to just memorize everything. Um, so, you know, I do think the Mega Man 11 has that where you like, there's a ton of like memorization and stuff like that. But if you really want to sit there and start like scraping away at the game and start taking the difficulty away and stuff like that, they give you all the tools to do that. But then they give you all the tools to not do that too. So no part of the game requires the speed gear and no part of the game requires the power gear. But then also that means the game's not really designed around them. They kind of try to hit like a halfway point, but because it's not required, then it just kind of is whatever. Um, it's kind of a what? Yeah, it's kind of a whatever mechanic. I feel like, um, and and I think the power gear in particular, outside of pairing it with certain weapons, um, uh, is just kind of not very useful. If you're using the Mega Buster, it seems like the speed gear is just the best thing to use because you can just sit there and like wail on an enemy up close nonstop. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I'd say it's a really good game though. That's, that's what's important at the end. Um, you know, I think that's probably what most people wanted, especially after how Mighty Number no. 9 went down, uh, in the fan base. It's pretty much people are saying, I just want more Mega Man. And you got Mega Man 11. It's like, yep, you got more Mega Man. But then I'm the weirdo over here like, but I don't want just more Mega Man. I want a, I want a weirdo game. <laughs> 
And that's why I'm making a Mighty Number no. 9 video, because that's my weirdo game that I like. Um, the Mega Man series is always is, is kind of like both the greatest and, and the worst for me, because, because there are a ton of different series that are all like, you know, using tons of different mechanics and all play differently. And I, I love that aspect of the series. But then each one of those series gets like milked to death. So if you, if you stick in one of them too long, it becomes very like... <sighs> okay this is this again <laughs> um um but you know i haven't played too deep in a lot of the series uh so i can't say for sure that they're all that way i've pretty much i guess i'm making an assumption about that you know i've played mega man one two three and nine and now 11 uh those all feel pretty similar i'm sure that uh, there's a ton of smaller differences um um and then uh I've played Mega Man X 1 and 2, so I need to start working on the rest of the X series still. Um, I'll probably try to play Mega Man X 3 sometime next year. Um, and then uh, Mega Man Zero, I played that, the first one, and I enjoyed that a lot. But uh, whenever I look at them from afar, they're like, mm, these all look very, very similar. <laughs> um, which, again, I think a lot of people do want that, which is not a bad thing. But that also means that if you're sitting there like, oh, I love Mega Man 1 through 11, they're they're all so different. And then you like look at Call of Duty and then you're like, all those Call of Duty games are the same. You know, you're in the same camp, buddy. You want those same games over and over again, buddy. <laughs> so, so yeah. I mean, each series is, is kind of like that. For me, it's Fantasy Star. Each each Fantasy Star uh, game has slight changes. The the online ones that uh that really um or maybe it's the Fantasy Star Universe series in particular. Like each each Fantasy Star Universe release has slight changes. I think if you look at PSO versus PSU, they're pretty similar or they're pretty different. Um, but if you look at like late PSU and PSO2, those are not too different. They're definitely different. Uh, they're, 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 it's a new game, um, and, and, and mechanically there's a lot more things in it. But I think the, the jump between PSO to PSU and then PSU to PSO2 um, is a lot smaller on the back half there. Um, I always call I always call Fantasy Fantasy Star Online uh two Fantasy Star Universe two and Fantasy Star Zero the real PSO two. <laughs> um, it's like a dumb thing I do, but yeah, I'm I'm gonna beat Mega Man I think. Um, especially now that I've got like all the equipment and stuff. Like I I, I struggled with those first four levels. You know, I spent about an hour on each of them. Um, but you know, now that I've I've finished the struggle, I think I'm just gonna you know do do a bit of a content uh content uh vacation through that game i guess you call it like a content parade i don't know just go through and see what's what's in that game i maxed out my e-tanks and all that garbage although i'm trying not to use them but still i have all the other like garbage equipped so i'm overpowered <laughs> already um in addition to and and I, i'll probably do the mega man i'll yeah i will be doing Mega Man 11 as like a quick play stream this week i think i think it'll be a good time to just go ahead and do that um i probably won't do any major content for mega man 11 um, I, I feel like the, the, really the only thoughts I have on Mega Man 11 overall is it's very accessible, uh, if you, if you don't want the challenge of a Mega Man game, but if you do want the challenge of the Mega Man game, you definitely can't have that. And it's very Mega Man. So if you're, if you're looking for another straightforward Mega Man game, there you go. You got it. Now you can just now Mighty Number no. 9 2. Let's make, let's make it happen. <laughs> I would only want Mighty Number no. Nine too if they actually like added some cool mechanics and stuff. Um, uh, and 
I will say one, like two, two things that Mega Man 11 has over Mighty Number no. Nine. A, it looks better, but whatever. Um, and then B, the weapon power ups feel so much more useful. Uh, Mighty Number no. Nine's weapon power ups feel like a a aspect of the game that didn't need to persist. Uh, I, I realize they came in because of you know the Mega Man lineage, but but a lot of those powers weren't really built for the how that game moves. I feel like. Um, it just, it just felt like a, it was something that was, was grandfathered in kind of like with Zelda, uh, Breath of the Wild, where I feel like some of the stuff in that game feel grandfathered in from Zelda. And I feel like they need to get further away from what Zelda is to make that formula work. Um, but that's another topic. And then also during the break, I've been playing, uh, more Final Fantasy 14. I think last week I had started playing Final Fantasy 14. I hadn't really jumped into any content outside of, um, some, some old 2.0 content. Um, and then also, uh, some some like palace of the dead dungeon where it's like you take it level one through 60 so i started doing 3.0 content uh i went to the new city which if you don't know uh basically in final fantasy 14 since the original launch of 1.0 there's this town called ishgard and it was locked off until 3.0 which came out i think 3.0 is like 2015 at this point it's pretty old um uh, but it was my first time going to Ishgard. I was surprised how like beat up the town is. I mean, the whole plot around the town is that they're like constantly under attack from dragons and stuff. Although the the in town like fate system that was going to be with dragons attacking apparently was canceled that I did not know about. I was like, oh well, I I guess that's okay, <laughs> um, uh, because it would have been too hard. I guess I I never read into why. Uh, I just was talking to a friend about it. And they're like, yeah, they got rid of that or they scrapped that idea because it wasn't going to work out. Um, so yeah, so I started doing that content. Uh, story content in that game is still great. Like Final Fantasy fourteen has a great story, and and you know uh, what you're doing in the actual gameplay is kind of whatever for a lot of it. It doesn't really matter like what you're doing. Admittedly, I'm I've got some pretty high level gear. Um, not pretty high level. Like I'm like I one twenty five, but but I think when you're originally playing this, you probably had lower than that, and so maybe it's a bit more challenging. But um, but yeah, so I've just been around doing side quests in Ishgard, uh, and I started uh into like two of the areas which have been kind of hard to navigate because they're built for flying mounts, and um, I don't have a flying mount yet, <laughs> or I have a black chocobo which can fly, but you have to go do these like ether or ether currents or something like that, and then go like touch them and stuff and I haven't really bothered to do that yet um which I probably should before I move too much further in the story because it's just going to make it a lot easier to to navigate those areas but I do worry about and I, I guess this is my big problem with like with like uh the implementation of flying is I do worry about like if you really get a feel for the zone anymore since you're not really navigating around it it's definitely more convenient obviously uh but i do feel like when you're you're running around the environment you get to take in a lot more of it versus like if you're just flying over it um but hey you know uh, which is probably the point of them doing the ether current stuff where you can't fly until you go and collect ether currents in every single part of a of a world um, I have a friend that's probably going to try to fly me around to all of them, so I will probably miss that part, uh, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, I don't know how high you f- can fly in that either. Like, I don't know if you can go like really high or if it's just kind of like hover above the ground or what. Uh, but all the areas in that game are pretty rough rough in terms of their, their uh, I guess you call it geography, uh, where it's like a lot of like these sharp cliffs and like, like I don't know what you would call it, like pieces of island like floating in the air and stuff um i think the whole thing with that is that uh when they're like the bahamut and then the 2.0 switch over blew up the area like threw a bunch of stuff in the air and then like there's some kind of energy keeping islands in the air basically um 
So, yeah, but I'm enjoying that. Uh, I did a, a few more dungeons in it, and playing Paladin now is a lot easier in dungeons. You basically just press the AoE button over and over again until the boss fight. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know how I feel about that. I do. It is nice to be, like, um, I guess you'd say, like, uh, it's nice that it's simple, so, like, you don't have to overthink every encounter, basically. Um, I think one problem I had in 2.0 is that like I was stressed out by every group of enemies because I, I, I felt like I was managing like, you know, six children trying to keep them close to me or something. Um, but now it's pretty much use flash and then a spin a bunch. And then by the time you're done spinning, you still have hate on everything for the most part, as far as I can tell. Um, so yeah, uh, but I do, I do. <sighs> like I know people think Final Fantasy XIV slow, but I I I, I kind of don't. I'm not, I'm not super fond of just like the mashing of combos in that game, um, or like how many like actions are equipped to a hotbar. One thing that was actually really nice um, is my friend took me to go do PvP, and um, in the PvP section, they actually handle like the the hotbar stuff with attacks differently. Um, basically. Uh, you have like one slot for combos. So, so in the main game, you have to do like, you have to assign a three hit combo to three different buttons. So you have one for you to do your fast blade, two to do your savage blade, three to do your rage of alone. Um, and then you basically do one, two, three, one, two, three over and over again. And you can kind of split off the different combos based off that in PVP. It's literally just press one, a bunch and we'll do the full combo or plus one, three times, and then press two like three times and you'll do the other combo and it's a simplification that I think would be really beneficial just because it would reduce the number of like buttons needed um I feel like my my hot bar is just so convoluted and crowded and because you're never really using at least on on paladin you're very rarely ever using skills like independently um like you you really never just use rage of alone just for using the Rage of Halone for that sake. You're you're almost always like doing the three hit combo. Um and so I don't really see a lot of a, like a loss from just basically taking away the ability to to have all three of those skills just mapped to one button. If or if just make it an option even. Um I think that would be a, a really nice thing to do cuz there's definitely times where like I'm I'm trying to like do other things while I'm trying to do that 1 2 3 combo. And, and then sometimes I just get lost in where I am in that combo and then like, I'm not thinking about looking down to see where I'm at and then just like press the wrong button and then just do a random attack. And it, it's not, I mean, it still does damage and stuff, but it's not really like a, like a, what's it called? Um... You know, it's, it's not as effective as it could be, and, 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 and I think it just makes a lot of sense to be like, hey, just map the whole combo to one button, basically. You have a bunch of other shit going on. Don't worry about it. <laughs> like, like doing the 1-2-3 combo is not the challenge of this game, you know? Um, but yeah, so I'm still working on Paladin. Uh, I unlocked Dark Knight, but I don't know if I'll play it or anything like that. I more or less just did it because it was a quest that was sitting in front of me. I was like, okay, let's do this. Um, still love the story of that game. If you haven't played Final Fantasy XIV and you're like looking for a story-based Final Fantasy and you've played all of them already, or you only have like Final Fantasy II left, which hey, you know, Final Fantasy II has a story, but uh, it's not a, <laughs> it's not great. Anyways, but uh, yeah, Final Fantasy XIV has a lot of like good single-player story content, possibly too much. Um, 
Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty excessive. Uh, but I hear that it kind of speeds up after you get past the 2.0 content. Um, um, so one of the people I'm playing with uh paid uh paid money to get past the story content, and I'm just like, oh man. That seems like a bad idea, but I'm sure if you just want to play the video game, that's a that's a fine way to do it. But I'm just sitting there like, I'm going to read every line of dialogue. I'm going to sit here and read about how the wine was poisoned in this town. Because <laughs> that's that's important. That's that's an important thing. But the story is really why I play Final Fantasy XIV, or why I want to play Final Fantasy XIV. Um, the side quest story are, stories are probably some of my favorite in that game. I, I The main plot's fine, um, but... But the side, like the the characters and stuff, individual characters and like individual stories, is is really enjoyable to me. So, yeah. Um, I guess that's gonna do it for this week. Thanks for coming. Thanks for listening. Um, I worked on my Team Innocent article a, week, a bit this weekend, or my t- Team Innocent script for the video. It didn't really come along how I wanted it to, but it came along better than um I had I had started writing it. I don't remember when I started writing it, but I I I've written an original not even an original draft, like an original opening to it and I was pretty upset about the the writing uh in it. I was just not like this isn't gonna go great. And and this writing session wasn't great, but I made progress. Um I think this is gonna be one of those things where I have to flip around the script a ton and, and try to make it work, but it's just gonna take time to work on that. So so and then I think I'll I'll probably go ahead and finalize my Mighty Number no. Nine script. I don't think anything in Mega Man is gonna like change my thoughts on that game um you know Mega Man 11 is just doing a very specific thing it's trying to be Mega Man uh which you know hey Mega Man 11 (laughs) um but uh but you know uh, if you know me if you know me that's that's typically not what I'm I'm into that being said before we end this podcast I do want to make a note like there's definitely a way to build on a previous re- release and make it better. I think one of the things, you know, I'm playing Valkyrie Chronicles 4 right now, so I'm not done with it. So maybe maybe things will go off the ship at some point. But Valkyrie Chronicles 4 introduces a lot of variety in its mission structure. And um, Valkyrie Chronicles 2, even back in the day, uh, was was a pretty significant change in Valkyrie Chronicles 1, almost because it was... Uh, because it was forced to, because it was on PSP. Um, and so, while Valkyrie Chronicles 1, 2, 4, and I guess 3 as well, I haven't played 3 though, are are very similar. Um, I think they all do something distinctly better than each other. Um, I would say Valkyrie Chronicles 4 is, is kind of riding the line for me. It's doing a lot of neat mission variety stuff, but the game itself is kind of not really grabbing me how I'd want it to, but I'm still really enjoying it. Um... um and I think those games are are significant improvements on each other, and and and, and aim to tackle different goals that I think they eventually reach. Um, uh, and then Valkyrie Revolution, I know everyone hates it, <laughs> but that's a really different game. Uh, that's it's it's, a, it's an entirely different thing. It's the only relationship you know is the the general themes and settings and, and like the character or some of the characters. You know the race of the Valkyrie 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 Valkyrie. I don't know. Are they even really in that game? It's weird. It's weird because it's like the death lady and she's kind of one, but she's kind of not. I guess she kind of is. I don't know. Anyways, it's like this ring. Anyways, Valkyrie Revolution. Uh, I really like that game because it's so different, but I also really like Valkyrie Chronicles 4 because it's not only built on the previous one, um, but also like uh, attacks its own thing, like the weather stuff. Uh, you know, it's weather plays a big part in that game. And I think there's something... 
it's been a long time since I played Valkyrie Chronicles 1. Uh, Valkyrie Chronicles 2, I played more recently. And that game's very, like, home base focused. It's just, like, we're not really going anywhere. We're just kind of sticking at, at our home base and then, like, going out for missions and then coming back. And so Valkyrie Chronicles 1 might have been this, too. It's been a long time, unfortunately. But Valkyrie Chronicles 4 is, like, this constant push forward, which I like as different from Valkyrie Chronicles 2. So it's just, like like, stuff that feels significantly different between them. Um, but again, like I said earlier with Mega Man, like Mega Man has different branches of the series that you can tackle. So I'm sitting here throwing my own argument out the window. But yeah, I do. I do wish Mega Man 11 did more. I wish the double gear system was more built into the game. But uh, but I, I get it. They want to make a classic Mega Man game. <laughs> but yeah, good game. Again, good game. I, I am enjoying it for the most part. Like. Like, when it comes to a, a mechanically sound game, it is very good to play. Um, but I, I would say that it's one of those things that kind of leave me lifeless at the end, where it's like, yeah, yeah, I, I didn't really get anything out of playing this, but <laughs> but it's there. Um, but, you know, yeah, I think the, so, man, we're going back to Mega Man 11 real quick. I'll finish this podcast in one second. Well, uh, Maybe I should just talk about this when 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 the quick play stream happens. But basically, I think when they tried accessibility stuff with Mega Man 10, and from what I saw that I have not played it, so I cannot say what I saw that it looked not nearly as well implemented. It looked like they're basically like here have a bunch of like blocks that go over spikes so you can't fall in spikes. Where this is more 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 the player still being challenged, even though they can kind of take gear on and off. That kind of helps them. So. Yeah. Anyways, that's it for this week. Um, uh, so Lost Dimension stream. Uh, we're, we're finally getting to the final part of the tower, I think. So we're going to have a judgment next week, probably. I think there's one mission before a judgment, maybe two. Um, and then um, I'm hoping we'll finish up Lost Dimension soon. I feel like the streams are just kind of stagnant with Lost Dimension, um, but I want to beat it. So we'll get there. <laughs> um, I don't know what's going to happen after that. I was uh, tossing around the idea of something of the night. Um, I think I'm kind of kind of waning off something in the night right now. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how I feel about that. I, I, I don't have any strong feelings for the next game. Uh, quick play stream for Shinobi, the arcade release going up on Tuesday. Or if it's on, if you go to my YouTube channel, it's already there. <laughs> um, um, and then I'm going to start pushing this Mighty Number no. 9 uh, video forward. So it's going to probably be a little bit. I tried working on, um, I have an article that I've been beating tossing around for the uh the, the golden country torna for xenoblade chronicles 2 it's not really coming out how i wanted to and the more time that goes on i think the less time i want to spend on it so that article might be scrapped i'm kind of sad i never did like a quick play stream of it or anything like that i kind of wish i had some sort of coverage of that game because there's a lot of interesting changes that that game makes but um but we'll see maybe i'll find some other way to kind of talk about it rather than like a full review um or anything like that. I think I started writing that article back when I was doing more full review kind of stuff. Um, but since I've kind of refocused, um, I haven't I haven't really been doing that content anymore. Um, again, I know it's slow right now. It just takes time to get these things moving, unfortunately. But Team Innocent articles moving. I just got to work on it a bit more. And then Mighty Number no. 9, once we have the script finalized, which I think is pretty close to being finalized, uh, I can start recording and then start editing. Um, so I think that's just going to be a ma matter of time labor kind of thing versus like the script stuff. Like working on a script is a lot more of just like, how's the script turning out? Eh. <laughs> uh, versus editing a video is a lot more easier to go forward with, I feel like. So, so yeah. And then uh, other than that, I guess that's it. So thanks for coming. Um, and that's going to be it. 
Bye.